It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sport and the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Yes, the relationship between sports in New Zealand and the land we live on runs as deep as anything. It's impossible to ignore that our beautiful and unique surroundings of vast and rural communities have helped shape and mould the Kiwi identity. Many or most of us, the successful athletes, have used to reach the top of their craft. Driving hours to training, using work on the farm as time in the gym, developing resilience and mental fortitude whilst working the land. All part of growing up in rural New Zealand while chasing sporting dreams. Nick White has had a long career in rugby, playing for the Crusaders Blues and the Highlanders himself. He went on to coaching where he's coached Auckland and NPC and now finds himself as a scrum coach for the Chiefs. That move to the Waikato has been gold for him and his family and they're now balancing their day jobs with breeding racehorses under the banner of Kahanui, their new thoroughbred nursery. Living the dream, we reckon, and Nick is on the line with us. Morena, Nick, how are you, mate? Good, boys. Good. Good to catch up. Yeah, mate. Now it was good to catch up with you, Nick, at the uh, Karaka Sales this year. How's it all going for you? This uh, this transition from, I guess, the rugby field to the to the breeding grounds of of thoroughbred champions. Oh, no, it's pretty exciting to be honest. Um, you know, pretty in the infancy of it, but um, we've doing been doing the adjustment for the last sort of three or four years, and uh, and this year was the the first year we had a crack at the um, the yearling sales, which is which is bloody good. Actually, it was pretty exciting and had a lot of help and uh, um, you know encouragement to get into it. So um, yeah, so it's been bloody good. Talk us through that that transition into the breeding, Nick. Uh, look, it's it's obviously a lot of work, and and a lot of um, you know things that need to go your way. So how did you get into it, mate? And how have the last couple of years been for you getting into the breeding game? Oh, well, my wife's family. Um, her dad was a, um, a horse trainer, so I sort of had a bit of a, uh, an in in there straight away. And she's she she's grown up with horses all her all her life, and so. Um, we had one of his um, good um, mares that had 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 a couple of foals and stuff. So, and then we just sort of obviously had a, an, an interest in it, and um, we ended up going to a lot of the sales anyway. So we thought, oh, if we're going to go, we might as well have a crack. So it's um, no, it's been good. It's just we probably probably just need to um, we're just going to stick to the adjustment and and the weanlings, not try and you know try and do too much. Otherwise, uh, you end up being a Try and be a jack of all trades and be absolutely no good at either all of them. So <laughs> try and just keep it simple. When, um, but it's a good industry to be in. You, you fellas know that. So um, you know a lot of good people and 
you know, people from all different walks of life. So it's been uh, it's been good like that. We'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, Nick. But tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your backstory? Where did you come from? Um, I'm from up uh, in Northland, um, so I, well, I grew up there and uh, played a bit of footy for Northland before I, before we headed uh, to Auckland, and um, yeah, came off a came off a dairy farm, so we milked cows for a, a little while. So um, yeah, just always always uh, enjoyed the the farming background. That's for sure. It's been probably it's a good mix of sport, as as, as you guys um, as you guys know, and it's probably especially with the footy, it was good for. Um, you know, it's all very well hitting the hitting the lines in the gyms, but that farm strength, uh, especially up as well, being a forward anyway, it was bloody good to have that as a have that in your back pocket. That's for sure. I wouldn't know, Nick. I'm back, mate. We don't get our hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we no, stay away from the hard work. You've got to have those guys that wear those fancy slippers out wide, mate. You know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, for sure. How, how do you go about balancing your time between rugby and obviously racing? It, it must be tough. There's a lot of time on your hands with those horses. I think I've just bought a pony, so good luck to me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's another story altogether, mate. You're in trouble now. Um, but no, nah, I'm, I'm a bit lucky with uh, at the Chiefs. Um, you know, like it's, uh, I have to obviously go to all the trainings and stuff like that, but. Um, I've got screeching tyres at about three three o'clock, and um, I, I'm lucky I'm able to get out of there, and I don't sort of have to do all the extra stuff after training the meetings and stuff. So I'm pretty lucky with with that. But you just got to be, I suppose, just got to be organised, and uh, you know, you, you know what it's like, mate. You get your old daily schedule with footy. You just got to plan around it and um, make sure you organise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm bloody lucky. If, um, you know, a lot of a lot of times you're not, you can't. You couldn't get away with that, but I'm just lucky with uh, Clayton and that that um, I'm able to do that. Mate, great name, Kahanui, big and strong. You know, like the whole um, industry that you and Nikki are building on. What, what's the future like? And what what are the tricky parts that you're finding? Being, I guess, your first uh, your first sales this year as well. Oh, it's it's probably just um, you know all you know the the preparation of sort of you know knowing. Um, you know the the right feeds. You know how you know what um, the all the walking and muscling them up and all that. That's probably just probably the the biggest learning thing. I think it's a bit of just general stockmanship to, though with the horses. I think a lot of the cattle and the you know you go back to the old bloody calf club days and thing. It's just it's a, a little bit of a crossover of that. But that I think I. The big thing has been able to. Um, we've got a lot of people around that we can sort of, um, you know, you get tips and stuff off that just help you out. But um, I think the more you do it, um, the better we're going to get. The more you learn and stuff. So, um, but it's the old story, mate. You just listen and listen and listen to other people, and um, you know, and you've got to back yourself too. Back, back what you're doing. It's like anything. If you um, if you have a crack, just back yourself and, and learn on the way. Well, you got a, a couple of sales coming up. I'm doing some reading, um, and particularly looking forward to offering their two book one Phillies lot three nine four the Al Manzor Philly out of the Moor, then Ready Mare on the Move lot five one seven the Capitalist Philly out of Shua Mek, uh, Snitchel, a daughter of Group One winner Shameka. Like for you, what a success look like at those sales, mate? A lot of pressure. Oh yeah, there is a bit of pressure, I suppose. But I mean, the best the the, the best thing is is just 
making sure you present the horses as best you can. You know, like you sort of if you if you turn up with them and and they're in a good order and obviously their breeding helps, but um, they're a good type and and all the, the experts can uh, you know sit there and look at them and think that they they can take them to another level. That's the main thing. So just making sure they're. Um, you know, they're not nutcases, you know, they're, they're happy uh, leading around the old ring and stuff like that. So that makes a big, that makes a big, uh, it's a big help in trying to sell them, that's for sure. Talking about experts, Al Sheik Sharok, he was getting through those aeroplanes that you had out there up at the crack of sales <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. Um, what's it like, mate, with the people and, you know, especially mixing with uh, Al when you're looking for, I guess, some of that knowledge, has is it, is it been invaluable? Oh, it is. It's good talking to all those sort of guys. It's um, you know just chewing the fat with them. Just you know they they can sort of uh, point out little bits and pieces to you, and um, you know give you tips and that, and, and which I think is a really good thing about the industry. A lot of people are happy to help out and give uh, give out their information, and um, you know try and assist you know and try and assist people that are having a crack. So I think you know I think the industry in general is a as a is on the up, you know, it's a pretty positive place to be, so, um, but all, even John Thompson, you know, Roddy Schick, all those guys, you know, they've all been, they're all good people and, you know, all try and help out, so, uh, with those big studs and that, so it's, um, yeah, no, it's good to be a part of and looking forward to, you know, try, um, staying with it in the future. That's the Kiwi way, and the, the Kiwi way, we love sharing information, helping others, bringing them through the industry. Look, and you've got some beautiful and some big studs that have offered so much on the world stage in terms of breeding. Like for Kahanui, is that something on the horizon? Like you are small, you are just starting this journey. Like where, does, where do you want to get to? Oh, I think if we in the next little while, we just keep, like I said before, is just keep it simple and, um, you know, keep doing our adjustment and if we can just get better and better at, um, you know, prepping those yearlings and, um, you know, might have the odd little uh, breeding thing on the side, but so I think for us it's just uh, concentrating on um, doing those yearlings really well and uh, hopefully they... Uh, They'll be on a racetrack some somewhere where uh, you might be putting your money into a syndicate, and they might be racing <laughs> somewhere in a big race somewhere, mate. Hey? <laughs> oh. oh, we just have Louis Sorry. Louis there trying to ask you a question. He's just gone a bit uh, solo, and then we're having a little bit of problems down there. Um, Nick, let's move move it straight into. Your coaching career too, like um, how's that all going for you at the Chiefs camp? Like they're going well this year. Yeah, no, nah, it's a good. Uh, the boys are going well. It's a, uh, you know, they're a good bunch of boys too. Easy to coach. Um, you know, they're a pretty hard working bunch, and uh, they all turn up to all turn up to work and just rip into it. So, um, you know, it's a, I, I find it a really good place to coach, and uh, really enjoy enjoy being down here. And like I say, I'm I'm lucky because I've got the balance of being able to go and do something else that I enjoy as well as doing the rugby. And I think it's probably I think it's really important actually for the coaches and not well, not just the coaches, but the boys to have something outside of outside of footy because you can probably not you're not get very brain dead, but you you know you you can't have that as your sole focus. And I think it's it's a healthy option for all different for all different reasons to have something else up your sleeve that you can go and rip into outside of footy. That's for sure. But um, yeah, no, it's bloody good. 
balance, life and sport. You're ticking all those boxes, Nick White. Just quickly before we let you go, Sam Kane, mate. I've been hugely impressed with him this year. His ability out there, his difference that he's making. He's he's on fire, mate. You got a front row look at at why he's been playing so well. What can you pin that point to? Uh, pinpoint that to. Oh, I just I, I think one he's uh, he's injury free too now, Sammy. So um, and he, yeah. he like um, I don't know, you know, is he too? Like he, he does a lot of the um, the work that not a lot of guys seen. Like he, he's a he does a lot of cleaning of rucks. He's he's massive on defence. Um, like he's been putting in some real um, solid uh, work in his defensive defensive game and. Um, you know he's he's just he's just a work, he's just a worker mate and he's um he's he's a great leader you know he's sort of um he's a bit of a follow me but when he talks the boys all listen and he's good messages and um and obviously it's a it's a big year you know like it's a big year for all those guys that they need to you know they need to play well in super rugby so that they can that form follows them through to hopefully having a bloody good world world cup and um you yeah, know I think he's he's going to have a big year Sam. All confident bunch you are, the Chiefs. You're on bloody fire, I must say, and you play some exciting brand of rugby. Something different. The pitches you're showing, is particularly on attack, are so good. They are energising and they bring a different picture. And so Roger Randall, he's doing a great job there with the attack. So well done, Nick White, with all your success on the field, but in particular with Kahanui in the breeding game, mate. We wish you all the best at the upcoming sales. Thanks so much for tying your time this morning and uh, all the best over the next couple of weeks, mate. Thanks, boys. Much appreciated. Good to talk.